please do not turn off. Please do not. Just do not exit the podcast. Just stay in the podcast. Please listen carefully. Hi, everybody, and welcome in to the Off the Top of My Head podcast, a podcast just about anything and everything. I find interesting people with interesting topics and record in interesting places, and it's all off the top of my head. So whatever you're doing right now, thank you for bringing me with you. And now, let's get in to today's episode. This podcast is sponsored by VT Photography. VT Photography brings over 19 years of photography experience, venturing on long hikes, capturing the still of pre-dawn, and enduring inclement weather. VT Photography brings you beautiful images of our national parks and beyond. Images are available on the VT Photography website, and all prints are available printed, matted, framed, and ready to hang. These prints adorn the walls of homes, businesses, retail spaces, and also make a great gift. Visit vtphotography.zenfolio.com. That's vtphotography.zenfolio.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome into this episode of the Off the Top of My Head podcast. My name is Bill. As you can see by the timestamp on this, this is going to be rather brief episode. But before we actually get into the episode, I just wanted to do a few housekeeping things. You know, first we've uh, we're several weeks into a new cadence now uh, for the podcast to be released every other week. So I was curious if you'd be willing to give me some feedback on whether you like the every other week or a weekly, or you think you want to spread it out even more. I'm open to any and all feedback. You can certainly drop that feedback at off the top of my head podcast email address, which is o t t o m h podcast at gmail dot com. Also, would like to hear what kind of topics you guys might be interested in uh, hearing about. There's so many things that we can talk about since it's a variety podcast. We're not niched into one thing in particular. So I would, again, be interested in getting your feedback. Feel free to send me an email at ottomhpodcast at gmail.com. So as you can see by the title of this episode, we attended the 2019 Drew Estate Pennsylvania Barn Smoker. So this is certainly more cigar related than anything else. And, you know, it's funny when I mentioned pi- when I mentioned cigars, uh, sometimes the people, you know, they just think we just sit around all day and just smoke cigars. And while that's partially true, <laughs> there's a lot of other things uh, that we talk about. You know, we talk a lot about life. We talk a lot about business. We talk a lot about uh, current events. So you can learn a lot from another individual. And when we enjoy the fellowship and the camaraderie of a fine cigar, it really just kind of brings everybody on the level. You know, you could be sitting next to a, a CEO and you both have a love of the same thing. And you can have a great conversation about the cigar and about life. Uh, it's really unique and it's very hard to describe in words. So that's kind of the best I'm going to do on it. Um, I'm recording live today from the porch, so you can hear the background noise uh, of all the birds and some of the out, out things, other things going on outside. But I just wanted to drop a quick note in before we began this episode. And finally, I wanted to thank my good friend, Ed Burns. So Ed is another gentleman who enjoys the cigar lifestyle. 
He's also a very good friend of mine. He runs a very successful marketing and social media business. And uh, Ed it was gracious enough to give his time and give his thoughts about this review of the Drew Estate Barn Smoker. And I just wanted to thank him personally. So what you're about to get in the next about eight or nine minutes or so is a purely raw, unedited episode from the Drew Estate Barn Smoker, where, as you will hear, it was a heat index of about 115. <laughs> so, so I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Again, drop me comments, O-T-T-O-M-H podcasts at gmail.com. Enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome into this episode of Off the Top of My Head. Holy smokes. <laughs> Literally. You're not kidding, Bill. Yeah. So here we are. We're at the Drew Estate Barn Smoker 2019 here in Lancaster, Pennsylvania for the Barn Smoker. Strasburg. Strasburg. So I got the peanut gallery uh, yelling in there. So, and we say holy smokes because not only are we enjoying some fine cigars by Drew Estate, but the real feel right now is 105. And it feels like it. It feels every bit of 105. And Drew Estate's been great. They've been keeping us well hydrated, both with conventional beverages and non-conventional beverages as well. So I'm here with my good friend, Ed Burns. Ed, welcome to the podcast. Bill, thanks so much for having me here. Yeah, this has been a great time so far. So this is to give you guys a little bit of background here. Drew Estate puts on these barn smokers at all different areas of the country. There's ones up in Connecticut, here in Strasburg, Pennsylvania, uh, down in uh, Florida, uh, some in Kentucky as well, I believe, right? Yeah. And what these are is it's a series of, uh, so the way he has this set up, let me kind of, I'm trying to explain this properly. <laughs> yeah, so you're on a real, Working tobacco farm. This is a working tobacco farm here in Lancaster. And what they're doing is they've set up separate stations where the groups can then go and get an education about tobacco. So the first station that we went to was the, um, I guess, growing or harvesting station. So right from there, they talked a little bit about how the tobacco is grown from seed. But most importantly, we actually saw a live demonstration of them harvesting the tobacco. So taking the pruning shears, uh, putting them on the spits, loading it onto the tractor, and then eventually bringing it into the curing barn. Yes. So once we go into the curing barn, that's where they take the spits that were out in the field and then wind up putting them up into the rafters. Yes, and these spits are four foot long uh, sticks, essentially, and they, they put a sharp object that's removable on it so they can spear the uh, the tobacco leaves right on there and then they when they bring it on uh, over to the barn they just hang it up uh, on these big beams that run the length of the barn uh, and they hang it up there to, to dry it's an amazing process and that's how tobacco is cured I mean obviously when you're getting it out in the field it's green in color so it needs to ferment and that's part of the process is putting it in that barn and then with this farm in particular, they actually have a basement that's down below there that has a different humidity level where the tobacco further cures. And the humidity level helps regulate the pliability and the moisture content of the tobacco. Right, and what's great about that is the barn is up above, but the, the basement 
down below is, is largely underground. So uh, it opens up um, but so that you can get in there, but you feel the difference when you walk in there. Everything feels different. The air, the moisture content in the air, you can feel it. It's much cooler. Um, and, and they regulate the air up top and the, and the humidity and the temperature uh, with these big boards that they uh, push out as they're like slats and they put them out on an angle so more or less fresh air can get in there. Yeah, they can reg and they regulate the humidity too. Yeah. So on a day like this, where a day like today, where the humidity is real high, they may need to open that a little bit. Right. But days where there's less humidity, they may want to open it more to get some more of that airflow going. So yeah. Really, really interesting process. You know, we're all used to just sitting there lighting up a cigar, not understanding the whole the how many hands actually touch this and what the process is. Yes, and what I thought was pretty incredible was when they talked about the difference between the process in Nicaragua versus here in the United States, particularly in Lancaster County, because they just don't have as much labor here. Uh, so the process is a little different. Out on uh, the, out in the fields in Nicaragua, they won't pull down the whole plant. They will do primings where they pick the leaves and they'll pull those leaves off when they're ready and they'll bring them in the barn and they'll just keep doing that time and time again until the plant is bare. Here, they have to harvest the whole plant at once because it just takes so much more time. So they just do a what we call a stalk cut. So they're just they're cutting right at the base of the of the tobacco plant and taking the whole thing and then putting them on the spits. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What really unique process. And then after that, we went to the blending station. So every each tobacco has different qualities to it in taste and moisture content. And Willie Herrera was given a, a great um, talk about how the different tobacco is and the different nuances of it and how you blend it all together. And then they also had the brewmaster from Yingling there as well, kind of talking about how beer's similar. Yes. You, know, you have different hops that have different flavors and you know all that together. So yeah. it's been... Well, that's what's amazing is bourbons, whiskeys, wines, beer, cigars. I think they attract similar crowds. People who, who like some of the finer things in life and they can uh, appreciate some of the differences and subtle tastes. And that's what shocked me about Willie Herrera. I mean, that guy's palate has to be the most refined in the world. For him to notice the subtle differences between the different cigar lines and to maintain consistency between uh, between the different props. Yeah, and it was interesting to hear his story too, how he didn't grow up in tobacco. Right. He kind of happened into it. He said he used to be in banking, and then somebody at the factory got sick. He stepped in. And then he wound up just shifting careers. Yeah. So now he's what's known as a master blender. Yes. Just a, a crazy, crazy story. And the cigars that he uh, comes out with are some of the best. Absolutely. Absolutely. So he specifically blends the Herrera Esteli. And that has a number of different lines. He has the Herrera Esteli, has the Herrera Esteli Miami. Yep. He has the Her Herrera Esteli Maduro, yep. which is a Brazilian Maduro, which is just just a phenomenal cigar. So Yes. So they've done this, uh, they've upgraded this a little bit since last year. There's some different experiences here that weren't here last year. There's a tobacco uh, coffee station where they're serving iced coffee. There's an acid lounge. So if those who aren't familiar, acid is a flavored cigar line by uh, Juris State. And this year they're actually celebrating their 20th year 
as acid cigars. So they have a nice acid cigar tank in there where everybody's having a good time. There's a DJ spinning music. And um, they also have different stations around the farm that you can go and get some of these other cigars. Yes. The other thing they have on the property that I thought was absolutely incredible, Bill, are those trailer restrooms. I mean, this is the nicest portable restroom I've ever seen in my life. They, uh, they're nicer than my bathroom. It's practically marble in there. Yeah, and it's air conditioned. Yeah. It's nice, they definitely up their game. Yes. And they definitely up their game. And then we had some great food. Uh, I believe it's catered by Hess's, which is native to this area, the Lancaster County area. And of course, barbecue. Uh, what else did they have? Barbecue, macaroni and cheese, baked beans. They had some ribs that were very good. Ribs, cornbread. Yeah. Yeah, it was really, really well done. So Drew Estate really likes to take care of their people. They know that their people are help, helping them spread their brand. Yes. I mean, that's what it's all about. Well, as, as far as cigar companies go, a lot of them think that since they have an excellent product that that's going to be enough. But Drew Estate is the largest manufacturer around really. They, they have the largest factory in, in the world. And the reason that they're able to do that is because they are very conscious about turning their customers into brand advocates. And I think that is, this event is such a perfect example of that where they give you the, the bag of cigars that they give you. There's a nice range. You're going to find something in there that you like. And then the experience is something that's worth talking about. Yeah. And they give their customers memorable, uh, remarkable experiences that you, when you go out and you're smoking a cigar next time, you're going to bring this up and you're going to speak well about it. Right. And I know I invited you this year. Yeah. And I didn't know what you were expecting, but you clearly were impressed by what's going on here. Bill, this has blown my mind. Yeah, yeah, it's good. The energy here is great. Yeah. So you can hear the music in the background. You can hear a lot of people talking. So from here, we're kind of in between. We just got done eating. And then we have the raffles coming up a little bit later. Cigars for Warriors is here as well. So it's always great to not only donate to them monetarily, but if we need to donate some cigars, that has availability as well. So just, just an overall really good time. And I want to especially say thank you to our hosts. Don Welk and his family. The, this farm that we're on right now has been in his family for 100 years. It's now a 100-year farm. Yeah. And for him to show the hospitality that he has shown all of us is something really, really special. Yeah. And, and you can tell when you're here that the reason that they've been around for 100 years is because they run this impeccably well. Everything is perfect, pristine, Every, everything has a home. You can see where they park the tractors. You can see where they park their trailers. They have everything. Uh, it's just, it's picturesque and beautiful here. And, and they're able to, to run a great operation. Yeah. Yeah. This has, been, this has been great. Well, I appreciate your feedback, Ed. Uh, thanks for coming, joining today. Bill, thanks so much for having me. Yep, you're welcome. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to this episode of Off the Top of My Head. I know this was a bit brief, but we're going to continue to enjoy ourselves here. Absolutely. All right. So until we connect again, all my best. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Off the Top of My Head podcast. Who will I interview next? What will the topic be? 
and where will I record the episode? Please subscribe to be notified when a new episode is posted on your selected listening platform. Off the Top of My Head podcast, a podcast about anything and everything.